0: 11 o'clock. All right, let's get rolling. Uh, we got uh, got about 64 on the call right now. Raymond, are we recording? We're good? All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Excited to have you on the Thursday Connect call. Um, actually, before we get started with the trivia question, let's, Carrie, I'm going to kick it to you first. What's what's happening in Ignite?
1: You got it. Well, there's a couple of important things that we want to make sure that you have your fingers on in terms of awareness. Number one is that next week, Thursday, 2 p.m. Central Time, we are bringing back the real estate roadmap. This is to invite your partners, get them to the call. We're going to have updates from underwriting. Paula's going to be on from products. Of course, Steve Jacobson himself will be on. Austin and Ashley Hickman is helping to lead that call next week. So, by all means, make sure that you invite your partners. We get questions every time we send it out. Can I invite my partners to this? That's exactly what it's for. And the second thing is fanatical prospecting is kicking off in May with Austin Smith and Ashley Hickman. They are bringing you the disciplines of champions What is it that you need to do every day in order to succeed in this market? Uh, Ashley is gonna give you a 25 point checklist that she's gonna go through in more detail. I know she's gone through it before and shared it, but she's gonna unpack all of the detail behind it. And Austin's gonna help you with gaining the confidence and the competence you need in order to go out there and win. So that's really what's primarily going up here, here this month.
0: Boston. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Make sure you guys are inviting all your realtors to Realtor Roadmap. Uh, we had a really good turnout last year. Uh, really, really good turnout. And by the way, how many people do we have on the Barry Habib call? Like 3,000 or oh. something?
1: More than that, I don't know. Ray could yeah. probably give the. So, app. Uh, right. these
0: ones, I don't know how you guys are, but man, I am hitting my database uh, the second that these calls come out, and uh, it's a way to provide value to those realtors out there. So uh, make sure you're uh, you're inviting away. Uh, no, Jake today. Uh, Jake had some other meetings, so we are. Wait, hey, hey, can I blurt? Can I blurt really, really yep. quick, Here, y'all? So just just a reminder too, today at 2 p.m. Central book club. Would love to have oh. you. There. Awesome book. Chop wood, carry water. Yes. 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 Excellent. Uh, Good, good call. That has been very uh, well received so far. So uh, everyone that uh, that wanted to get in book club, glad you guys did. You still have a little bit of time too. So uh, yeah. And even if you didn't read, please don't worry. Just come, come join us. You'll learn something. I promise. Yep. Get it on a podcast. Get it on audio. uh, If you you don't want to read it. Um, All right. So no Jake today. Unfortunately, he did have other meetings, so we are going to miss him. Um, But, uh, but we still got everybody else. All right. Trivia time! Geography. There are five countries that start with the letter F. You got to name three of them. Three of them in the chat. Go! You win some ignite swag. First person. Three countries out of the five. Do we have Jeopardy music? We need Jeopardy music, right? <laughs> dum dum
2: dum dum <laughs>
3: dum. All right, David.
0: Fiji, uh, oh. France, Finland. You are right. Uh, please, David. Uh, unmute yourself. You didn't Google that, did you? <laughs> I see you there. No, I didn't. No, of course not.
2: All
4: right. You're just not <laughs> smart. My, I actually I'm see a map that, behind I'm you. The wall <laughs> here.
0: Yes. That, no wonder you won the geography question. Awesome. Um, okay, let's get rolling. Uh, unfortunately, to uh, one of our guests, uh, she did have a, a little bit of a family emergency today. Uh, so Erica is out, um, but I do see my buddy, uh, Mike. Matt, Weber. are you with us? I don't Matt Weber. All right, let's start with Mike. Uh, Someone reach out to Matt Weber, please. Um, Kathy, maybe you could do that. Um, We are talking all things social media. Uh, First off, before we get rolling on any of the social media stuff, Mike, uh, number one, Mike is my buddy. I like Mike a lot. If you get a chance to go talk to him at any event, uh, always a fun conversation. Uh, Mike, tell everybody where you are. And I know that has recently changed for you. So maybe tell them where both where, where you are getting business from two different places of the country, very different places. Uh, and then how long you been at Fairway?
5: Good morning, everybody. I am lucky enough to have been here for now over six years and still loving this place. It's just supportive beyond uh, any place that I've ever been before. So I am, I'm, a, I'm a Fairway homer, if you will. Um, And they supported me, they meaning you, meaning we, um, on a move from St. Louis, Missouri, back to the place that I grew up in Northern California. So I'm actually sitting here. um, My in-laws are in town, so we decided to take them up to Lake Tahoe, where my family has a cabin. So it's a little bit different of a background and um, been in the Northern California market now for about six months or so and trying to build that up to where we built up St. Louis.
0: Nice. Nice, nice. All right. Tell everybody your volume, too. For- so last
5: year, my partner and I, um, the Feral Swalle team, if you will, we did 146 units for just shy of 47 million.
0: That is so awesome. Lower than,
5: lower than we wanted, but where we're that at. That is good
0: stuff. That is good stuff. Also, um, you have a Doppler ganger at Fairway, right? Who is that? I do? Uh, lock desk, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, he's still here. He's still here. Athafit, is, is, is your is your doppelganger? Yeah. He uh, mm-hmm. Mike gets uh, confused for for at, up uh, at different events. So pretty funny stuff.
5: I'll tell you, we uh, haven't been in the same room for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah,
5: exactly. Yeah, I haven't exactly. ever noticed
0: you guys in the same room. It's weird. All right, <laughs> uh, let's get rolling, mm-hmm. Dean. Let's get rolling. All right. Uh, Let's talk also all things social media. Why don't you someone uh I'd like to maybe put Mike's uh handles in the uh in the chat so you could go follow him. I personally follow him on a bunch of stuff already. Uh really really good stuff. Um what what are your different handles and uh and what platforms are you using?
5: I just put my Instagram handle in the chat. It's just fairway It's Pretty easy. Okay. Um I'll tell you what. I I'm finding that if I'm going to take the time to make the video and um, I'm a Me subscriber for those of you guys who are familiar with Me. So I get a lot of content from them and I have for about four years now. And then I do it it kind of, and I can go into this, but it allows me to establish a baseline where I know I have content to put out at all times. And it's almost hard for me to draw the line. So I know every day I'm going to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and my Google business profile. I've started since I've already made the darn video. It takes me an extra 10 to 15 seconds to go ahead and put it on YouTube shorts as well. And I don't think I'm forgetting anything. So I think it's really those six. And I, of course, as I mentioned with a branch in St. Louis and then the branch here in Lincoln, California, um, that's two different uh, Google business pages that I'm updating. And so it really becomes seven different places. So if I'm gonna make a video, it, it just doesn't make sense to me not to put it that extra spot when I already have the uh, platform built.
0: How long, you, how long are you spending on this? Like, give us a, give us a time frame Do you spend per week, making the content, posting the content, that kind of stuff.
5: So with WowMe, I shoot once a year. And I know a lot of, uh, a lot of other folks on here have used WowMe in the past. And so you give up a day of your life to go to LA and film for the day and then they upload the content into an app. And it takes about 15 minutes in the morning, uh, you know, for me it's in the morning, to go out and push that content out. And I do decide, you know, I do filter, and I decide to post things in, in one place on one day and another place on another day, if I, if I don't, because you know, I kind of have different audiences on those pages. But if I'm going to do something that's more ad hoc, and again, what I really love about having the, the content that's sort of pre-done, and Wami isn't the only vendor that does this, that allows you to bulk create content, and then filter it out, On your own schedule but knowing that that baseline is already established one of the things that i'm really bad at is coming up with content in a forced manner so if something strikes me if if i see something that i want to talk about if i see a trend that i want to jump on um, it's easy for me to do that and it usually takes between 20 and 30 minutes to create a a video and it usually can take me over an hour until i stopped caring quite as much um, about uh, how perfect the content was, and, and cared more about uh, getting it out there and um, having the time to do so.
0: Yeah, that and you, you just, yeah, that did, it, that it, You talked about too, like it's really important, you know, when you get into the social media thing, that it's not your whole business, right? That, that you're just augmenting right. part of your brand. Why is that important? Talk, talk about that.
5: Yeah, I, I kind of have, you know, some idiosyncrasies, right? I'm kind of a weird guy, so. One of the things that's really important to me is if I'm going to take the time, there's so much that we have in front of us as loan officers, branch managers, any, anybody in this industry. We have so many different things that we can do. We have so many different uh, paths in front of us that if I'm going to take the time to do something, I want it to be either an augmentation to something that I'm already doing or overall helpful to my entire business. So my whole philosophy with social media is that it's not something that lives on its own. I am not just You know, a social media avatar for strangers to come and find. And a lot of people um, have a lot of success, you know, attracting strangers, as I call it, to their social media profiles and getting leads in business. That's never really been my thing. My thing has always been it's part of an overall system. And, you know, those that have ever heard me speak before know that I'm huge on systems. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to have a system for it. It's all going to fit together. So for me, it works something like this. You know, I network. I go out there in the community a lot. I meet people. And my job when I meet them is to get to know them and you know, basically be knowable and likable. right? And then when I draw them into my social media, my social media kind of speaks for me from a business standpoint so that I don't have to spend time telling people what I do. As soon as they follow me on social, they get a lot of mortgage advice, mortgage tips, and they found out a lot of what I do. Then when I see them again in person, it sparks conversations. And I have a lot of people come up to me and say, oh my God, you're, I love your social media. Talk to me about that. And it just leads to in real life IRL conversations, which then they're more in tune to the social media stuff, which then attracts other people to those conversations. And for me, it's just kind of this loop. Um, and kind of embedded in there too is, is two things, follow-up and tracking that, that I talk about a lot as well, where, hey, you know, I got to follow up with these people. It's not just, I'm not just pushing video content out there and hoping I get applications in the door for me, there's follow-up that has to happen in order to turn all of the activity into results. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm that not big that on makes... activity for activity's sake. It's got to be marching towards some result.
0: Hundred percent. Love the earth systems guy. I'm a systems guy. We hear that over and over and over again from all of our top producers. System, system, systems. Um, let's talk about your other pillars real quick. I, you know, you said that this isn't your whole business. What would you consider some of your other pillars? Where, where does a lot of your business come from?
5: So I do. I, I used to do a lot of networking pre-COVID, and then I'm back to it post, uh, post-COVID here. So um, I joined several organizations that have been really beneficial to me. Um, one is the Chamber of Commerce in both of the towns that I live in, Missouri and Northern California. And um, the uh, other one is the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. And I also joined the Association of Realtors, which that's, that's actually new for me. I was never big on um the association of realtors for whatever reason but now that i've joined it when i do join i always join a committee i don't just join and go to the events and i see people at all of these events they show up right on time and they leave right on time and they manage to somehow not talk to anybody while they're there and i'm going to talk to people and so i go early i join a committee i stay late and chat Um, it drives my team crazy because a lot of times they're trying to get a hold of me like they are right now And, you know, then that leads to conversations, which leads, again, to people following me on social media. And then really, it kind of, the social media kind of sets me apart from everybody else in the room, which means next time I go to the meeting, they come up and talk to me instead of talking to everybody else, because there's also a lot of lenders in that room. And that's kind of how it all fits together. And then the third pillar, excuse me, is really the follow-up system. I'm huge on follow-up. I believe that uh, it, you know, in all of my coaching that I do, pretty much everybody I talk to, my loan officers, I believe that the number one place that loan officers fail is in the follow-up. I believe we all do great things. I believe we all have great personalities. We do well when we get an agent in front of us, when we have these meetings, when we present. And then I feel like a lot of times we fail to follow up, and that's where the results are. That's where the harvest comes in.
0: Yeah, that's great. What uh, what technologies are you using to help out with any of your systems do you have? Like CRMs? So all the... Home bots or
5: whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a homebot user. I'm a Jungo user. Uh, my branch, uh, we used to use Fairway now, but now we use Blend. I'm big on total expert and for the co-branding and the co-marketing and the business drip campaign. If you guys aren't using the business drip campaign, that's huge for me because part of my follow-up system is gifting and that's, you know, done for you gifting. And, and to me, that's huge. So all the social media platforms, obviously, are technology, Jungo CRM, uh, HomeBot, Total Expert, List Reports, as far as marketing platforms are concerned. And uh, hopefully I'm not forgetting anything else.
0: Yeah, th- those are good ones. Uh, let's go back to social media a little bit. So, you know, here's a big question you get. Hey, I want to get started in social media. I want to get going. Where do I find ideas? Like, where, If you're doing this as many hours as you are a week, where are you coming up with your ideas? Like, Where does that come from?
5: You know, it's funny that you asked that. I always kind of say in this business, there's no lack of ideas. There's just a lack of implementation of those ideas, right? So I my advice to people who are trying to get started on social media is to pick a platform because one of the things that I hear, one of the biggest hurdles that I feel like people have in social media is that they're already doing something, they either don't like social media, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense because it's not something to like or dislike. It's a tool to be used, right? And secondly, well, I'm already on you know, Facebook and I just don't want to put my business stuff on there. And my advice then is to pick a different platform and kind of run with it. You don't have to try to be on all platforms at all times. In fact, I struggle with that. Like you can't cultivate uh, personalities on all these different platforms and keep up with it. It becomes too overwhelming. So I always encourage people to just pick one, two, three and, and go after that uh, full speed. The ideas are out there. Um, you can... We, we the ignite community is no shortage of ideas at any given time um you, w- you got to spend a little bit of time it's kind of funny to say this but you got to spend a little bit of time browsing social media to see what other people are doing and you can either you know word for word steal their ideas or you can adapt them to make them your own personality or the ideas that other stuff that other people are doing will spark ideas in your own head um, so your peers and Social media itself, I think, are good places to start.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that about the Ignite email. I do the same thing. I call it mining, mining for ideas, right? Yeah. You can put them all into a, to a folder. And when you're short on ideas, go look to see what's popular. Go, go look to see what people are talking about right now. LLPA is a big one, right? Or, or whatever it is. Yeah. There's so many on there uh, that happen daily. So, yeah, it's good to mine that email for sure. Uh, Mike, there's thank a third
5: you one. Can. Well, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, real quick. There's a third one that might be the most important one, and I forgot to say it, so I'm sorry. Let me just interject it here. Listen to what questions people are actually asking. What are people, what are your, what questions are your clients asking you? What questions are your agents asking you? What questions are the igniters asking each other? Like, that's your content too, right? The real questions that people have, if you're answering those questions, you, you know, you know that it's going to hit home with some people so sorry to cut you off there but
0: no 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 you're good no uh that is excellent stuff thank you sir uh All right, really quick of, can i blur it really quick like, a hundred percent really yeah. cool example of the of the um the power of social media you sent me a video can you just kind of really quickly go over how that how that came about
5: yeah yeah maybe we can send the video out afterwards but yep. the I had something really cool happen to me two days ago on Tuesday, when I went to the Realtor Association of Realtors meeting. And it's a really good example of kind of what I talk about everything working together. So I've been going to the uh, Association of Realtor meetings now for about six months. I've gotten to know some people. People follow me on social media. Um, I try to connect with as many people one-on-one as I can. That's also part of my process. And then I follow up with them with handwritten thank you cards. And I have a 10 step system of following up with people. Um, And it tends to work. So one of the people that I met uh, was a a marketing person. And obviously I speak marketing, and so her and I hit it off pretty well. And I actually got her, she wrote a book, so I got her a speaking gig at the Association of Realtors. I met her at a different networking event, brought her into the Association of Realtors, and they invited her to speak. And so as she was speaking on social media, of all things, unbeknownst to me, she decided to give several examples of people who are doing social media well. And in front of all these people that I'm trying to get in front of, she puts me and my social media p- profile on the big screen and says, hey, if you guys aren't following Mike Swale, you need to get to know him. And all of a sudden, all the heads in the room turn and look at me. And it was just like this full circle moment where um, you know all the work that I put in getting to know people and then having them follow me, it kind of ended up being kind of a full circle moment where... You know, now it just accelerated what I'm trying to do in terms of getting to be known, like, and trusted in that room. Power of assistance. That's awesome.
0: Uh, I, real quick, Mike, one more question. I'm going to ask both you and Mathis. Uh, Anyone out there that everybody else should be following? You talked about seeing others out there with ideas and all that kind of stuff. Anyone that sticks out in your head that, that you follow uh, that would be good for, for this group, too?
5: So somebody that I follow from this group or anybody? No, else? no, no.
0: Just anyone that's good at social media, you know, any anyone that you're taking tips from, ideas from, anybody, Not maybe not even in this
5: industry. You know, the does anybody follow the mortgage nerd? I like her. I like the mortgage nerd. I think that's a good one. Um, I, I do get a lot of ideas from the Ignite community. And um, truly, really, you know, I guess I really don't. Follow too many people that closely, Matt. What about yeah. You? What do you? Yeah, know? Brian mccauley is another good one. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Brian is a good one. And actually, uh Brian will be on a uh episode coming up, so we're excited about that. um All right, Matt Weber, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? So sorry. Are you, are you in a yeah, mall parking, parking lot? my calendar. What's that? Are you in a mall parking lot? Grocery store parking lot.
2: Okay. Like, oh, shit, all right. I missed the. I put it in my calendar wrong. Oh no. So sorry. That's all, right. that.
0: That's all right. We're just glad to have you. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Matt and I recently did a Light It Up podcast. Ray, that came out already, right? Did we send that one out? Oh, no. That one's coming out soon. Sorry. Uh, so you're going to get a whole lot of Matt Weber uh, coming up. So uh, uh, pretty good stuff. Matt, tell everybody a couple things, man. Where are you from? Uh, how long have you been at Fairway?
2: Yep. I am originally from Minnesota. I've uh, been actually in Arizona longer than I have. So we're in the Phoenix Market. And I've been with Fairway for five and a half years.
0: That is that is awesome. He's in Cave Creek. If anyone knows uh, Cave Creek, it's a it's a neat little uh, part of part of Phoenix. There, um, tell everyone your numbers too, Matt. You put up some pretty incredible numbers in twenty twenty two in a down market.
2: Yeah, so twenty twenty two did uh, God, I don't remember off the top of my head how many units, but about forty million. And then I think we're at a few other close about sixteen million year to date. Okay, yeah. um,
0: so you're, yeah. you're actually at 17. You're undershooting yourself. Oh, <laughs> awesome! <laughs> uh, all right, so Matt, tell everybody your handles because they need to go follow you. And and uh, <laughs> I want to get into this a little bit uh, after after you do that. Yeah, it's uh, Matt Weber with two Bs, eight eight eight. That's going to be wow.
2: the same. That's going to be for Instagram, and I I still have to update YouTube. I actually updated it. It was just M Weber, but Matt Weber's a little more searchable and just doing
0: anything to fine tune it, you know? Yep. Uh, Matt, you're pretty new at this. And I mean, guys, once you go follow him, you're going to be like, this guy's a pro. He's been doing it for 20 years. That is not the case. When did you When did you decide to really make a shift in your business and go hardcore on social media?
2: Yeah. So it was, I would say, I know it starts showing up a little bit later, but it was around that June, July period. Um we all, we all know we all got slow at that point rates skyrocketed and I found myself with free time. And I think people look at free time differently to me. Free time is I don't have to pay for this time. You know, if I could go back in 2020 or 2021, I would have paid a lot of money for free time. And I basically spent that time researching everything I could about social media and specifically video. So I'd seen some accounts, uh, there's specifically one he's a broker but uh the brian decker was an account that i'd follow or i do follow i noticed his video quality was really good he had a lot of shares so i was like i want mine to look like that so i invested in a nice camera a nice lens audio video I actually wasted a bunch of money doing it uh because i had to i, I was learning on myself youtube university so i spent that time where transactions were down knowing that okay, video's not going away this could be a nice pillar in my business let's go all in on this so I sold a bunch of stuff that I loved and uh got got really liquid and focused through fear out the window and just went all in on it and it's been like a I, I do like a reel a week and you can see if you go to my account like the progress of <clears throat> the quality as it as it continues and then the
0: consistency of it. Uh, Matt just kind of glanced over that a little bit, uh, and you're you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of that in our lighted up podcast that's coming out soon. I mean, he sold cars, guys. Like, like dream <laughs> it cars. like my dream car. Yeah, what what kind of car was it?
2: It was a 911 GT3 RS.
0: Yes. So Matt has a really, really neat story. Uh, I won't go into it on this podcast since we did on a light it up. It's a really cool thing. Uh, So, all right, Matt, take us back though. Right? Um, You didn't just start doing videos and become awesome at it and polished at it. Like, what was that progression like for you? People on this call, they were just want to get started. How do we get started? Yeah. So, I mean, if
2: you actually, I'm going to go back further than even using it on social media. What I've been doing for the past kind of been like three years now is bomb bomb Newsletters. So I built out a template and I basically had my Rolodex Realtors on there that had worked with me. And now I just throw any realtor that... If I get a listing agent, they go on that list. So there goes out to now about 300 agents. And I do a video every single Friday talking about where rates are at, any new programs, anything like that. And I do a video in every single one of those. It's extra work, but now, now looking back on it... I have three years of practice every single week doing video. And the one thing I'll tell you about video is when you first start, you hate how you look and you hate how you sound. And you're going to stumble on your words like crazy and do a bunch of takes. It sucks. I'll just say that it sucks. But what I will tell you as you do more of it and it starts to click and then you start to get better quality, like your, your video quality looks better, the way you talk looks better. I kid you not, you will actually like how you look and sound when you nail a topic. Like it, it's probably, I'm I'm sure there's people like, no, there's no way I'd ever like how I sound. It's like when you get more polished and you absolutely nail whatever thing you were going to talk about, you'll actually like how you look and sound. It's weird.
0: Don't. I've said this on this podcast so many times uh, and I have a face for radio. So this is coming from from this guy. Don't go rewatch your videos. Just send them in the universe that are out there. They're never coming back. It's okay. Don't rewatch. You will never send it out, right? No.
2: Yes, exactly. Especially when you're first getting started. And if it's a newsletter, because here's the thing. I can see the analytics on it. A lot of people don't watch my video. yeah. But they do see that you're doing video and you're in your and in- in their inbox every week. So there's definitely, it's a solid tool and it's a really good way to practice. Because it's not like you're just sending it to a friend and that, you know that's kind of awkward. It's going out to people. but You'll probably get like maybe three people to watch it. Yeah. But they see that you're doing video and then that all goes to the whole big picture of stuff is they see you doing the work. They know people don't like to do video and you just have a leg up on on your competitors that aren't willing to do video.
0: How important are trends to you? So all these different social media platforms, they've got trends, right? And you can't just put out, for example, TikTok. You can't just put out a video. You're not getting anything unless you kind of follow some of the trends. So how important is that? So I will be the first to say I'm not
2: that great at following the trends. What I will do though, is try to throw trending audio in. Um, I think on my end, I get like, I'll get too caught up in what I'm supposed to do rather than what I'm doing that's working at whatever level it is. So I kind of look at it in a different way as I'm not so, so much worried that this video is going to go viral, but more that my audience is seeing this consistent content. So I almost don't want to change it up too much and have it look like, I don't know what, like, I'd rather keep it where I'm going to get a few less views, but it's true to what I've already been doing. But then I'll throw trending audio in, and all you do there, like on Instagram is when you go to add audio, um, it will show you how many plays that audio has had. And then my little trick there is you put your audio from your video up to 95% and then the trending audio up to 5%. Apparently, if you go below 5%, you don't get the trending part of it.
0: Got it. Yeah, Um, that makes a lot of sense. You also a uh, thing that I love that you do, and uh, uh, we talk about this a little bit on your, our other podcast. Is you really leverage your your social media uh, expertise with your realtors, right? So you're teaching them uh, how how they can improve on social media. Will you kind of walk us through that system? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So
2: that's something I'm really going to be pushing more and more because I feel like I have built up that quality, and I'm getting more inquiries on it. Um, but we try so hard to get business from agents and to stick out. And you know, just as well as I do, there's the, hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee and help build your business. How many of us actually have that thing for that agent? I mean, I know there's tools for it, but they're, they get exhausted by that. What I've noticed with the social media thing is I'll actually have agents reach out to me. Hey, how did you do those captions? How is your video looking like this? And I'm like, hey, why don't we schedule a time for you to come into the office? I'll show you everything that I do. I'll even shoot some stuff for you. Now the cup of coffee came to me instead of me giving away the cup of coffee. And I think there's huge opportunity there because any agent you talk to is going to say the same thing. I know I need to do more video. Every single one of them will say that unless they're absolutely killing it with video and you know they're, they're paying to have the video and what not done. It's, a, it's something they know they need to do. And if they do it or not, they went to you as the expert and you gave them time so there's something in return for giving time
0: I'm gonna ask you to the same thing I asked Mike how, how are you finding your ideas where, where do these come from But, you know if you're posting this much uh you got to run out of ideas right where, where where are you getting your your stuff from so I would say
2: first is obviously breaking news and that's what I like about having a whole set to myself I don't have to wait for you know a media company to polish up what I'm doing I polish it on myself breaking news and that's just staying, you know, housing wire, keeping up on current topics. And the biggest place I get ideas from is just random thoughts and throwing it into my phone. So like a client calls me and says, Hey, can I, you know, deposit this money in my account? Is that going to throw anything off? Boom. Idea. If I get a car loan, like if the payment's the same, should I not get it? Should I wait till after closing? Boom. There's an idea. Anytime you there's a problem and a solution that you have on a phone call or an email and this doesn't have to be with the client this can be with agents it could be with whoever anytime you have a problem you're solving that's an idea so i like to do it more real time and then just be religious about adding it to the notes in my phone that way i have a backlog of content um and that's that's where i get most of my ideas from cuz you don't want to just throw out random stuff like and if this is going to be what it takes to get you to start doing it, then great. But I'm not going to say, you know, you don't have to put 20% down like that super, super generic stuff. It's not going to grab attention. Like here's this trick or here's this hack. And then it's actually something that's different from a real situation where this person truly didn't know. So that's where I get most of my content from is literally the day-to-day and just jotting down notes as these ideas come up.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you're like me, but uh, Hey Siri, I say about a thousand times. Actually, I just set it off, uh, a day as I'm driving and just start sending myself uh, email reminders, reminders, reminders all the time about everything. Uh, let's talk about something. It's a hot topic right now. What about chat, GPT, or any other AI stuff? Are you using that integrated into your uh, into your social media? Uh, not so much yet into social
2: media, but um, I think that's more on my end, just being procrastinating and, and not getting to that. I've used it a few times for like, email conversations and and it really it's it's pretty crazy because it delivers it delivers it really well rather than how like i'm over here thinking how is the borrower going to take this like let's just say they don't qualify you can literally ask it like how do i deliver the news this borrower doesn't qualify because of dti and it shoots out an email like that was better than i could have, have thought doing it but i honestly i haven't i haven't gotten into that as much as i probably
0: should have uh, Mike, will you unmute again? How about you? Have you have you started using Chat GPT at all?
5: Yeah, Matt, to let you off the hook, I, I did try, and I didn't love the result. I ended up just rewriting the darn thing. You know, in my opinion, it's going to be a thing, and for real estate agents who are, you know, trying to build their expertise and get on it, I think it's probably more helpful. But most people on this call are are really experts in what they do, and I don't think it's there yet in terms of being super useful, um, you know, or, or maybe I'm too picky. Hey,
1: so I just, I'm gonna I, jump in, to I'm gonna blurt. I'm gonna blurt, yeah, blur- yeah. I, I have multiple clients, actually coaching clients, and they turned me onto it personally. And I went, all right, I'm gonna play around with this thing. And I like threw in there, hey, write me a social media post about why somebody should get a full pre-approval with a cash guarantee and it came back and it was beautiful. And from my perspective, I was like, okay, I changed a few of the words that, that just wouldn't be my language that are just more my speed. And it was beautiful that I didn't need to sit down and take the time to think out the whole process of what was being said. And I could just change a couple of words. And have subsequently used it on a variety of different things that I just find it speeds up, even though I can think of that stuff, because, you know, 30 years in this business, you can probably think of a few things, But we all are smart. It's a time issue. It's like,
5: you're how, saying I am too picky. I'm <laughs>
1: saying that others may want to try it to see if it could save them time. And maybe there could be some minor adjustments that I mean,
5: can, can I blur? Can yeah. I blur on that too? So one of the things that I, I should have said during my segment here is that you can't have a better system until you have a system, right? I think I've said that every time that you guys have asked me to speak on any uh, topic. Um, get started first, and then that is a good way to save time. If you find yourself spending too much time on it, you can shorten it using ChatGPT. I just, you know, just a devil's advocate, I don't see it being the game changer that gets you to oh. start doing something you're not already doing.
1: No, no, I think it's time saver. I think you're totally right with that. Yeah.
5: And on my end,
2: I do not do well with scripts. Like I need just a couple little bullet points. Most of the video that I do, let's just say it's a, I don't know, sixty second reel. I've probably got like twenty five minutes of me talking and retalking it in different ways. If I use a script, it, I I just can't do it. And I do the same in my business too. And and I might get shamed for that. I've got my own internal scripts. Like I've got the same thing I say to every client, but I really suck at reading scripts. And if I'm reading something or like trying to think of something really scripted, you'll see it in my face on social media. So that's a really
1: cool point because Mike brought up, wow me. And wow me, many of us have had that experience. You walk in there and they've got the scripts there for you. And you're reading off of a teleprompter hey, here's, and for, for some, that's natural and easy and whatever. And for others, they need to wing it. I lean toward the, I'll do better with a teleprompter. Even if I write the script, it's my language, whatever, I throw it in my big view app and I'll read it. And that's like an easier thing. Mike, how do you lean with regard to that?
5: So both I'm, you know, I've, done it for a number of years and so i've gotten really efficient at reading the scripts pretty naturally and if i wing it i find i just need to practice it and run through it a couple times before i um before i nail it so you know kind of like matt i never i never nail anything uh, off the cuff on the first take on social media it it takes me two or three times Um, but on the third time you know you start to walk that line of good enough versus perfection Um, And for most things, when it comes to social media, good enough is good enough.
1: Yeah, you got it. Well, um, yes, Austin got your text, all good. Um, In terms of coaching to social media, like I think about everything that you said and anybody by a show of hands, like those that are on video, how many of you are actively doing what these gentlemen are doing right now? Like, are you actively out on social doing video? We got one hand. So, dialing it back just a little bit, like from a implementation perspective. And I know you guys just touched on this, but if you were brand new to this and you're like, okay, I'm starting at ground zero, what are the two things that you would say you
2: would do first, Matt? I would do. I would start a newsletter. That's what I would because start a newsletter and any agent you meet, put them on that newsletter. Um, and then let me think, that's a tricky one. I would just be more active on social media as yourself, not even about business, just as yourself, get your face on the camera as yourself. Don't even worry as much about business. You can bring that in later, but people are so afraid of putting their face and talking on camera. Then don't talk about anything to be the expert. Talk about something that happened at the grocery store. Get your face I, I on the camera.
1: Absolutely, positively love that. One of the things that is often suggested, I, I 100% agree. People are like, oh, I look like that and I'm critiquing everything. Austin said earlier, he, he said, do them and let it go. I remember when he started doing video and he finally got to that stage and he just started sending out the videos and it's like, then all is off. But oftentimes think about this, go out and give other people a shout out. It doesn't have to be about you. Go out in your community and give a shout out to the local restaurant. Give a shout out to your real estate partner. Give a shout out to your title company, whatever. Um, Go brag up other people. It's often easier to do that as you're getting started than it is to talk about you or be the expert. I love that. I love that wisdom, Matt. Mike, how about you? We've given you a little time to think about it.
5: Yeah, well, before I even answer my answer, I got to just reinforce, I mean, Matt just dropped a huge gold nugget. We didn't even talk about newsletters, but newsletters have to be a part of the system. You know, the social media reinforces the newsletter, which reinforces what you, you know, the individual conversations. Um, for me, I do a bi-weekly newsletter, and I time block an hour every Friday to create the newsletter, and then I send it every other week. So it gives me two weeks worth of content to send out, and it's hand-typed. It's low production value it's and it's just valuable information. And I get that okay. to me, that's just another cog that helps everything else turn. Um, and what Carrie said, I, you know, I would argue it's better when you're highlighting other people versus highlighting yourself. And that's just another huge uh, gold nugget to take guys. For me, if I was starting from scratch, I would kind of do what I said earlier. I would pick one platform and, you know, give go all in on, on that platform versus trying to spread myself too thin. Um, and I would just, again, I'm a big systems guy, right? So I would time block. I would time block a little bit of time, whether 15 or 30 minutes every morning to consume and create. So see what's going on, get inspired. You don't necessarily have to push a piece of content out every single day, but if you could spend a little bit of time creating, planning, digesting, and then every other day create and push out, I think you're going to, you know, just doing those, those two things will push you forward.
1: You just made me want to throw down the throw out the challenge. I'm gonna throw down the challenge. It's a 30-day social media challenge, right? 15 minutes a day consuming and creating in social media. Who can't do that? Um, earlier this month I sent out to a bunch of coaching clients that exact social media challenge. It's time, like let's get back in this. I I absolutely love it. Brittany Hansen has accepted the challenge. All right, everybody else, we, we're going to share. We're going to continue talking about social media throughout this month, but we're going to transition over to our very own uh, Josh Ellis and Ray Aikoff, who have some awesome tips to share with us with regard to your presence. And I'm going to just turn it over to you, Josh.
4: I just realized my background is crazy. This is the first time I've logged into Zoom uh, since I was out yesterday, and my background is nuts. Okay. We, we love your uh,
1: background. It's like an enchanted forest. All right, yeah. take us to the social media enchantment, Josh.
4: So uh, this topic actually comes up a lot. Uh, as you all know, social media is kind of touted to be uh, a silver bullet for people. But for for me, um, to to Mike's point about systems, if you don't have a system or a strategy around your social media, you might be missing the boat. And what I wanted to talk about real quick is something that came up at the, at the coaches summit a couple of times, whenever I was talking about social media with a couple of our coaches and I asked them, well, who's your audience? And they told me everybody, well, everybody can't be your audience. It's statistically impossible that everybody is your audience. So I, I drilled down a little bit more and, and I got out the demographic data. So I'm, I'm about to get a little bit nerdy on you guys. Uh, and so this is this is my jam. I love talking data. Uh, I fully believe that knowledge is power and the more data you have whenever you're going into marketing, the more successful you're gonna be. So I'm gonna ask you guys a question and if you can answer in the chat, how old was the average home buyer in 2022? How old was the average home buyer in 2022? Lots of 34s, 32s. Close. 102. 102 no, nice, no, nice. not 102. So that, <laughs> Lindsay, you, you nailed it. 36, according to NAR, in 2022, the average home buyer was 36 years old. Let me ask you another question. How old was the average home seller in 2022? 47, 45. 58. The average home seller was 60 years old in 2022. And the last, this last question, the average age of a real estate agent. 2022. What's the average age of a real estate agent? 112, it seems like it.
1: <laughs> Their pictures say that they're 30. Just yeah. There.
4: The 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 beauty shots. Um <laughs> 49, the average age of a realtor was 49 years old. And so why does this matter? Why does it matter how old a home buyer was, how old a home seller was, and how old an agent was? Because all three of those are three completely different demographics and all three of them will use a completely different social media platform. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're creating your videos, you should be creating your videos. You should be creating all of your content around who you're talking to. Yeah. So if you're going to be talking to a home buyer, you I would hope you would use different verbiage and different language than you would when you're talking to a home seller since they're almost 30 years older, the home seller. Your 39 or your 37-year-old home buyer is probably living on Facebook, probably living on Instagram, maybe dabbling a little bit on TikTok. Your 60-year-old home seller maybe Facebook maybe and that's a and that is a leap but the most important thing that i think people overlook is the realtor on social media where do they live they're 49 where do they live they live on facebook mm-hmm. all day every day twice at lunch right they're they're always on facebook yeah. and so that's beautiful because the facebook platform is geared around building relationships And what do we want to do with real estate agents? Build relationships. And so as you're creating your content, keep in mind, Facebook and Instagram are probably two places that you have a little overlap between your buyer and your real estate agent. But the things that your buyer is interested in is probably not the same thing your agent is interested in and vice versa. And if you get one buyer off of social media, how many loans do you get? Right. get my
1: quality raised his hand he wants to say something Josh,
5: just to reinforce what josh is saying so i got a couple tips that i heard and then i tested them and it turned out to be true regarding facebook and instagram so number one uh josh is right your facebook demographic tends to skew older and i guess facebook has determined that older folks have more disposable income and so i've been doing instagram reels and i tried doing putting the reels directly on facebook instead and i got a lot more engagement putting them directly on Facebook instead. So apparently Facebook is prioritizing Reels on the Facebook platform. And because there's that overlap that Josh is talking about between uh, Instagram and Facebook, they're both platforms are trying to push you to post to both of them at the same time. But I do find lower engagement if I say, hey, post to both versus individually posting to each. I don't know why, um, but I got both of those tips. I test them and they both turned out to be true. So if you are doing Facebook and Instagram, just a couple thoughts.
1: That's, that's great. And Josh, I mean, I I love what you're saying because in the coach's seat and any coach that's on this call, um, we should be talking to our clients about who their avatar is, who is the person that they're marketing to. So I know you were on a roll, Josh, back
4: to you. No, so uh, I, I love exactly what Mike said. The, the point of it is you can't put together one message and think that it's going to resonate with everybody. And if it doesn't resonate with everybody, it's likely not gonna resonate with anybody. You have to be specific in the language that you're using and the messaging that you're bringing to the market to be able to talk to the specific people that you wanna build those relationships with. And, and case in point, um, I had probably six of my clients last year posting about the jumbo loan increase. Mm-hmm. And they, they posted jumbo loan uh, increased. And that's what they posted on Facebook. And my question to them was, well, why does that matter? Why does that matter to me? It it matters to other mortgage people because we know what that means. But to a buyer or to an agent, which I was an agent and I coached a ton of agents, they have no idea what that means. Why is that a benefit or is that a negative thing? So, bringing context to your content to speak to your specific audience is what you, you know, is, is the strategy that you need to put into place um and then ray I, I know that you had some tips that you wanted to bring in and i don't want to hog all the time so but over to you man bill keep rolling josh
3: you're awesome dude keep rolling no but i just i think the biggest question for me is matt matt and mike what what makeup kit do you use for video
5: <laughs> oh you seriously well honestly my only priority is making sure that the light doesn't bounce directly off my ball head <laughs> that's my entire strategy honestly good good lighting I guess that's it
2: well
3: that what it's a great beard
5: segue. yeah it's beard.
3: <laughs> what a great segue you two so lighting yeah I mean so I'll just do a little bit of tactical work in terms of uh, uh, of the shot itself right of setting things up and, and Matt used it Mike uses it you know, light is important. Uh, light is important. You you don't want light coming down from your head. You know, a nice window off to the side, great way to go. Um, if you're outside, make sure you're in some shade, to, to Mike's point, light can really wipe out uh, and, and destroy what you're trying to do. So be, be conscious of that as you're looking at it. Um,
5: Sometimes you have to be creative with your light filtering and just put a sheet over the window go. when the sun's right. glaring at your face. Sometimes it's that simple.
3: I mean literally it be you can just use some common sense things around your house to be able to to do that composition wise look look at what's in the background right it's amazing sometimes you see a, a total mess in behind uh, what you're doing so watch watch for what's behind you when you're shooting as well I, I tend to as well don't like uh, virtual backgrounds I like a natural background uh, so watch for that too um, it, it be real right be real and, and what's around you in the environment get outside and have a little fun a park uh you know um along a stream some of your favorite places if you do though also listen to what's going on jets flying over cars going by that can interrupt because uh, i Matt and and Mike are really good at this audio is almost even more important than than the video itself if you've got crappy audio people will they'll 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 move on very very quickly your phones your webcams um all shoot really really well you don't have to you don't have to like matt sell your porsche to buy a nice camera right matt Uh, (laughs) though um you know great equipment can eventually come down the road but these things shoot in 4k the audio is uh you know pretty amazing on it and last, as we're kind of closing out, a couple really, really inexpensive uh, applications on your phone are um, CapCut, C-A-P-C-U-T, an amazing, and then Filmora. And I'll put these in the video when we send it up, but Filmora, F-I-L-M-O-R-A, Go, are available on iPhone and droids. They've got built-in um auto recognition they will script for you they'll pull your audio off and give you the captions that you're looking for automatically these are both well under $100 for uh, often a lifetime licensing for this so you get all the updates going on so CapCut C-A-P-C-U-T Filmora Go are two excellent um, phone applications that have chat uh, g p t built into them it will pull again your narrative it 's got tons of little extra you don 't want to go too crazy with transitions and effects and emojis and things but they're occasionally it 's fun to emphasize what you 're talking about so don 't be afraid about this right this is this is something you can jump into you 've got the gear and you can do it very inexpensively uh, to begin the process so uh that 's kind of what I got carrie.
1: Hey, that's awesome, Ray. And remember, friends, this is like 15 minutes a day. I love what Mike said. I totally, I totally lost it because I just moved my notes. But uh, you know, 15 minutes on capturing and and creating, right? Going out and consuming and creating, uh, being in a situation where you're watching others. What speaks to you? Just remember that I, I don't even remember who said it at this stage. But be yourself. Because I know Ray was just talking about filters and makeup and he was being kind of funny about it. But the reality is you don't want to be out there on social and then go meet somebody in the grocery store and they don't recognize you because you're so made up up and filtered out that it doesn't look like you, right? (laughs) You want them to recognize you. And more and more, the reports are saying all of the stuff that's overproduced, people feel it's not genuine, right? So then they're not engaging with that because they're like, oh, that's fake. That's an advertisement, right? and be you and people, the right people will be attracted to you. Couple things I wanna mention before we take off. First off, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Matt, for taking the time. Josh, Ray, truly appreciate it. Uh, Gonna go through again, what's up with Fairway Ignite real quick for the rest of this month. Real Estate Roadmap, Don't forget, next Thursday, 2 Central, that's for all your real estate partners there. You can find all of this information on fairwayignite.com. We also did drop links in the chat and we can do that again, but real estate roadmap, how to speak Realtor. If you attended that session, we are going to send it out again tomorrow with our recordings from this week, which includes the Barry Habib call that was done on Monday. That was Dan Habib coming and talking about MBS highways tools and how to actually use them. That recording for How to Speak Realtor will come out tomorrow. There was some confusion around pricing. That is $395 for four sessions, just like our fanatical prospecting sessions are. So if there was any confusion for you on that, uh, now, your your confusion is gone 395 four sessions if you want to sign up there's still time to do that that starts 519 fanatical prospecting with Austin Smith and Ashley Hickman two producers who did over 100 million last year they're opening up their playbook they're bringing you all of their wares in terms of what they do every single day in order to get leads convert leads deepen relationships are going to give you the confidence you need to go out and play in today's market that kicks off in May too. Kathy's book club for those who are already igniters. That's today too, right? So lots going on. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We are here to help or go to fairwayignite.com and you can find everything there too. Hope you guys have a fantastic- Hey, Carrie. What? What about pistol? What about pistol? I'm so oh. sorry. Pistol? I don't. This is not my full-time job. It was an emergency. Please. Pistol, please, please. Well, I'll tell you
6: something. Uh, this was quite a session. I took a lot of notes, but uh, I, 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 I it was a pretty high tech for me. I don't know what a chat GPT is or whatever that is, or a, a Me is, but it makes a lot of sense. And these guys are all laughing. But what I liked about Mike, he's a systems guy, and what he does, and I just love it because. He joined the Chamber of Commerce and the realtors Association. He gets on committees, he goes early, talks to people, then he does his video and they see him and he goes back and then he's the guy they talk to. A plus, that's dynamite. I took a lot of their notes, but I I couldn't do, plus he's a good listener and doing stuff. Uh, Over to to Matt Weber, he he was terrific and he just got started. And what I like about him is, you made a lot of mistakes and, and and I'll start doing videos and I'll have a lot of trouble everybody will have, but we'll just make it through. But man, I was in Cape Creek in 1972. It was still there then, probably before all you people were born. But the key thing about man is, he's teaching realtors how to do the videos. So how is that? And then Kerry says, if you just do it, do it for anybody. Just get out and do it. And then Josh came in. He said, you got to know who you're talking to and you don't do it. And Ray said, you got to look good. <laughs> and that's why I look so sharp today. And I've got the 88s behind me. I hope you can all see me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. A great deal of information. Wow. And I'm not too high tech, but you guys were fantastic. All of you. Everybody was terrific. Thanks so much.
1: Pistol, we appreciate you all greatly every single week for bringing the recap. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody have an awesome rest of your Thursday and watch for the recordings tomorrow.